This is Don't Panic, episode number 18, recorded October 14th, 2013, on announcement mania, wobbly smartphones, and fancy tech water. Hello and welcome to another fantastic episode of Don't Panic. Uh, and of course, to all of our U.S. listeners out there, let me wish you a happy Columbus Day, the day where we celebrate all the great accomplishments of Columbus, Ohio. That's right, one of our <laughs> finest cities. Uh, you may not know this, Columbus was home to the first ever soccer-specific built stadium in the United States. And I'll leave you on that fantastic note as we get into the hard-hitting tech news right here on Don't Panic on the Gadgets, Internet, and you. Of course, with always, the two best people on planet Earth. We'll start it off with Colby Rabideau. Colby, what is going down? Not much. I'm excited. As you should be to celebrate Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> you know, I think like a week in advance, these cheesy jokes I start the show out with. Um, I hope someone somewhere is laughing. And you know who is laughing? Dan Miller. Dan, how's it going? Great. Yes, cheers. And I'm ready to go. What, what are you drinking there? This is a uh, 2012 Marlboro Sauvignon Blanc. I don't know. Is, is I don't it know wine? anything about wine, actually. Is it wine? It's white wine. I know that. Uh, it's good. I know that. Interesting. Okay. That's uh, all I need to know about wine, typically. I agree. And it's tasty, and you enjoy it, so... That's what matters. Well, we want to thank all of our uh, viewers out there for joining us. Thank you if you're here with us live Monday nights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific uh, on our website, don'tpanic.io. You can just click listen live. And also, it's fun to watch us live, interact with us in the chat room. I know we have some people in there tonight. Uh, we thank them for joining us. If you cannot listen uh, live, definitely check us out after the fact, don'tpanic.io, audio, video, on demand, and subscribe to us on iTunes. Nothing makes me smile more than on my podcast uh, app when it pops up there's a new episode of Don't Panic even though I'm on it I still get excited uh, and you should too so definitely subscribe and like us on Facebook facebook.com slash don't panic show okay sweet we've got all of that good stuff out of the way which means we can jump right into our stories this week and our uh, first story I I think this is just crazy Okay, and we're not doing today's stories in any particular order or around any particular theme, but it's definitely one of the crazier things, and I, I don't understand it, and I'm hoping you two really smart guys can help me understand why I would even remotely want this. And what I'm talking about is the curved smartphone, so uh, I'm going to flip over. And you can't really even see that well, so I don't know why I bother, because the contrast is horrific. But, because uh, I look like yellow, oh my lord. Uh, but, this is from Engadget. Uh, there were a set, one was officially announced and one was leaked, of curved smartphones. Now this one is a little more aggressively curved. This is the uh, LG Flex, as it will be called. Um, and it is... Uh, a curved smartphone. Uh, it will have a six-inch display, and you got to go online and look at these pictures because they are just absolutely insane. This comes on the heel of Samsung's announcement in their long line of, well, fuck it, let's just make it, uh, business <laughs> philosophy, uh, where they have the Galaxy Round, which is launching in Korea, uh, and it curves the other way. Um, it's actually... Uh, the LG kind of curves lengthwise, while the Samsung curves wide. Um, hot dog style. If you hot will. dog, there you go. Just You can lay your right down the middle, some ketchup, <laughs> some sauerkraut. Um, so my question is, uh, why? 
I'm I'm not any, sure. Any any thoughts as to how this makes a phone better? This isn't the first smartphone to curve display. The uh, uh, Galaxy Nexus. Nexus. Yeah. The uh, yeah the Google Google phone from Samsung, the Galaxy Nexus, had a curved display. Yeah. I, I used one of those. For it was a while. very slight. It was very slight. Oh, this is I really aggressive. That. Yeah. Yeah. I take I take that back. It was like a vertical curve, right? Like like the LG one. Yeah. Okay. I mean this I this LG one is like a hammock the way it bends. <laughs> Jesus. Like I feel like this would like. It seems like it bends too much. I just I don't I don't they, understand the the bonus what what you're getting out of this that would make me want to buy it uh, like I don't like did did they did they, have they said anything like like why it's cool um well uh like I said the LGs was just kind of partially uh leaked oh. um. I saw I saw the video for the Samsung one like that that's an interesting oh. interaction like where you like push it down like push down the edge towards you and it like shows it, you what's on the phone and it wobbles a little yeah yeah I mean I I kind of get the Samsung one a little bit um maybe so maybe the Samsung one makes it easier to like like, because they make their phones too big to, like, use one hand, so maybe you can, like, reach across because it's curved in, but the screen's still... Here, so this is the video that they show on the on the website of them sort of rocking the phone. And there you go. That's the big... You, you tilt it there, and it shows you your Korean notifications. Um, <laughs> so, I... Ta-da! So, I guess that's kind of the big... Which I, I get. The Samsung, I get. What really confuses me about the LG is the fact that... It, how, it's going to be weird, like, in your pocket and, like, on a table and stuff. Oh, yeah. I forgot like, about pockets. Like, think about... And imagine if, like, I kind of get it if it's bowed in, but if you just throw it in your pocket, it, like, bows out from your pocket. Like... <laughs> Or, like, I hope it's really firm because I'd be really afraid I'd put it down and put something on top of it and flatten it. <laughs> you know, I just, it's just, I cannot, this is like one of those renders of people who's, like, in a crazy world. Um, <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's flexible. Everything I'm reading says it's it's curved but rigid. Um, oh. But it's... I mean, Android phones are already massive as it is, so a little extra width just because it curves out. And you know... That was a dig. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And even if they make this phone, sell three of them and get a ton of PR because it's ridiculous, well, maybe it's worth it. (laughs) I mean, I I would definitely play with one. It would get me into a store to look at. Yeah. That's That's weird. That's weird. So keep that in mind when you're out buying your next smartphone. Curved is where it's at. Uh, just not in the U.S. because the Samsung is currently not uh, launched in the U.S. Only in Korea. Rude. Uh, and it costs a thousand dollars in Korea. Mm, oh wow! A thousand dollars? Like that's... U.S. dollars or Korea dollars? It is well. It's one million won. That's about one thousand dollars. Shit. So it costs money to be on the cutting edge. Yeah. Stuff the, ain't free. The OLED HD TV of 
of smartphones. Oh, I love Korea so much. <laughs> I drive a Hyundai. Remember that. So, Colby, are you the only person among us actively using an Android phone now? I think so. Is I, there any I, new Google Now stuff that's really cool? I don't use I'm not, it. I'm not insisting. You don't use Google Now? No. It Why do you... Uh, uh, <laughs> I barely make it through the day as it is. Just keep it plugged in and enjoy the Google Now. But, like, it doesn't, like, it doesn't do anything. It, it, like, I don't have to drive home. Like, I take the shuttle, so... I've been hearing some crazy stuff. Like, it knows what TV shows you like, and it tells you when your new season's on or when it's out on DVD. And but it, if you but have it, plane tickets in your but, Gmail, it tells you when your plane, what terminal your plane's leaving on when you're leaving to go to the airport. It does, so it does do that. I... I have gotten stuff like that from Gmail. Um, I also stopped using Gmail, which is... Oh, that's right. That's going to be a problem. Trying to NSA-proof yourself? Yeah. A little. How's that working out? I don't know. I don't have <laughs> yet. <laughs> the, the problem with Google now is you just have to... like It gets those TV recommendations from you buying things in the Play Store. I mean, you have to be so into Google... For it to yeah. really fully work, and some people are. I want are, that but... though. I want the search before. I want the search results before I've even searched for it. That feels good. That's a logical Google extension. That almost makes me want to get an Android phone again. Yeah, I don't think you do. <laughs> again, they have Google now on the iOS through the Google app. But it does drain the battery life, so I don't have yeah. to solve it. But now that I have a job, I can keep my phone plugged in. <laughs> I will reinstall it. Because the, the bonus right. of a mobile phone is to keep it plugged in all the time. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, so I... I all right, we're just going to go totally off the rails here on the show. Blow it up. Uh... I had a, a really interesting discussion last week uh, about some numbers, some research things. I don't think I can say like where the research comes from. But basically, like you hear people talk about mobile phones, and they're like, oh, people use mobile phones to do like uh, little searches from like you know on the go. They want information fast, and they don't spend much time. They want it like you know now, and they it's you know totally different from what we think people do on computers these days. It turns out that's total crap. And uh, for instance, I think this is a public. eBay sells several thousand cars a week through its iPhone app. People buying cars, tens of thousands of dollars or more transaction on in your hand. Like that's not a quick little get information thing. Uh, and people like have phones, like we've been saying, as their only computer. And even if they don't, though, they, like, will take work from their main computer and put it on their phone, or they'll do something on their phone and then bring it over to the main computer. Or they'll just sit on their couch and just spend hours browsing the web on the phone. Not sure how I got off on this tangent. But I think that I think I, I've become... Uh, last, last week... 
I wasn't so convinced. I was like, ah, there will always be computers as like a mainstay, like, you know, desktop, laptop, format computers will always be a thing that people have. I don't think so anymore. Uh, and I think we're doing a pretty bad job. Like, I think everyone's doing a bad job at getting on top of that and, like, realizing that people don't just, like, do voice searches while they're in the kitchen. They, like, stand there in the kitchen for, like, 20 minutes and browse the Internet like you would on a computer. Mm-hmm. That's, why, that's why I want a, like like a tablet thing that you can take around and plug into stuff and it turns into other things. Yeah. Like I feel like the tablet is the best middle ground for that, but I don't know. Maybe maybe Microsoft will pull it off, but they probably won't. <laughs> no, I I definitely agree with what you're saying, Dan, and I just uh I don't know if, if mobile everywhere all the time is the answer, mainly because of just size limitations. I mean, there is a limit to what you can do on a phone, no matter how you arrange it or, or organize it. Um, so is the phone the answer? I don't know. But I definitely agree that technology has always gone smaller, portable, smaller, portable. Um, and I think we're just going to continue heading in that direction. So I'm not surprised that... Um, you're feeling that way. I, I agree with you. I, I think, I don't know if we're moving as fast as you think we are. I may disagree I think, with you. I think we don't realize how fast this is changing. Like, See, I don't, I don't know about that. Only because I think it's because we're so tech heavy and in the tech sphere that we are on the cutting edge, but... But I think, I think the people on the cutting edge, like, we use laptops. We use Microsoft Word. We have Chrome. We think about this stuff. Normal people that have a smartphone, they don't. They just use that. They don't need a computer. They don't need any special. They don't care what the web browser is. They don't need a big screen. They don't need a keyboard. No, I and you know it's it's so weird because I just I I feel almost uncomfortable when we're on the show and we make broad generalizations about people because I know people who used to hate a laptop and then got an iPad, and they're like, I use it way more than I ever would a laptop. This is the greatest thing ever. But then I also know people who can't even figure out, like, Sean, can you show me how to get calls on my phone? Like, people, you know, there's such a broad range of people that I just I don't never feel comfortable making these generalizations about how everyone... That's true. I, I'm saying that... What I'm saying is that people who use mobile phones use them differently than we uh, assume they do. They use them differently than we do. They're more, in many ways, more sophisticated users of them than we are. Like, if you're going to buy something on Amazon, us sitting here, you're not going to do it on your phone. You're going to go over to your laptop, get your nice big screen, so you can open a couple tabs, compare some things. A person who has a smartphone, statistically speaking, probably is going to do that on their phone. And they're probably not going to download the app either. If if they're not like a heavy Amazon, they're just going to do it on the mobile web. Uh, yeah, the future. Yeah. I <laughs> no, I no, I think yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I wish we had numbers. We should have done research. There are numbers. I wish I could tell you them. Maybe next time. I don't we think. I think. Someone bought them and paid money. 
<laughs> yeah, no, we'll, we'll we'll and you know we've been re- talking about this for months. I mean, this is this is clearly a trend. We'll just have to see what these companies are um, how how they respond, and, and we'll keep bringing you the latest as this story unfolds. Um, can I put this show back on the rails, Dan? Yeah, thanks for indulging me. No, that I think that's a great discussion, and <laughs> please continue to bring that up. Uh, I'm going to bring up when we talk about using mobile. Um, who here is jazzed about Windows Phone? I, I'm. I, well, I was telling you guys earlier. I'm my my iPhone 4s finally cracked. Like the screen is broken now, so I got to get a new phone, and I'm pretty sure I don't want an Android. So it's either an iPhone or a Windows phone. Well, hopefully these next two stories will give you some idea of what what's up with Windows Phone. So let's start with this one. Windows Phone 8 Update, update 3, uh, or also known as GDR3, is an update to Windows Phone 8 before next year's Windows Phone 8.1 comes out. What do you get with this new uh, uh, update? Uh, bigger screens, this is a really important one because it's going to correspond with the Nokia announcement we're going to talk about in a second. Uh, two screens of 5 and 6 inches, that sort of phablet size. Uh, finally, we'll support 1080p. Um, let's see, uh, quad-core processors. It'll have a new feature called driving mode, um, which limits things on your phone until you're safely parked. Uh, tethering improvements, better ringtone, screen rotate lock... Um, manually closing apps, which apparently you couldn't do before. Um, that's really most of it. Uh, you know, no surprising, but it certainly is good to see that Windows is uh, Microsoft is updating these uh, their software on a much more regular basis. This is already update three since Windows Phone eight came out about a year ago. Um, and one interesting note about this update is on um, on a lot of phones, not all, but on a lot of phones, it bypassed uh, carriers. Microsoft sent it right to the phones. Oh, really? Oh, cool. Yeah, because it didn't mess with any of the uh, stuff carriers care about, any of the wireless stuff. Uh, it was mostly, like, screen resolution and, and things of that nature. So um, it, it'll matter more on new phones that will take advantage of 1080p 5 or 6 inch screens so yeah it seems it seems like a lot of like catch up you know to like a screen rotation lock it's like yeah. stuff that's been in in iOS and Android for a while which is good i mean i guess it's and probably good stuff to do in in a quick release like that right yeah, add add features over time rather than adding 20 features and have only half them work. So, right, not the worst thing. So, if you're one of the four percent of smartphone users who own a Windows phone, uh, you're gonna want to check for that up. Yeah, they're up to four percent, believe it or not. Nice. Um, so let's talk about uh, October because I think this is absolutely insane to me because uh, you look at the calendar. And someone decided that Apple and Microsoft should have head-to-head events on the same day. The good news is uh, we'll be able to cover those for you next week because... uh, No, we won't. We're going to... They're on the 22nd. So we will be able to cover the first event, which is this Friday, the 18th, 
the Windows 8.1 launch. It will be officially available to the public and available for download from the Microsoft Store. Uh, we've already talked about what you'll see in that, so we won't go into that too much. But on the 22nd, which is uh, Tuesday, so of course the day after we tape, um, there's going to be three competing events head-to-head. We'll start with the least boring to the most boring, or no, the other way around, the most boring to the least boring, and that would be the <laughs> Surface 2 launch. Uh, Dan, are you going to go out to uh, the Microsoft Store and wait in line? I know they're doing midnight openings. Are they really? At some, although not one, in there because there's not a Microsoft Store in New York City. Believe there's it not? or not. No, they have a what? kiosk at a mall, but they don't have an actual physical store. Uh. You'd have to go to White well, Plains then, is the closest. Clearly not, then. Otherwise, I totally would. <coughs> I know. Colby can go to the, uh, the San Francisco one. Yeah. Where Where is it? There, there oh, is. I, I yeah, think so. Um, I could. I don't think I have that kind of cash to just drop on, on, a <laughs> on a tablet right now. I need to, like buy plane tickets to go home for Christmas. No, just come on, it's the Surface. You can click it, and it's got the kickstand. And, right, isn't that? Uh, yeah, so we talk, we've talked about the Surface 2 and what you're getting. Surface 2 and Surface 2 Pro uh, with the new uh, covers and the dock, although uh, I will mention that the power cover and the dock are not available until 2014. Those were just announced and are not available yet. But the other two big events, uh, we'll start with the Nokia event. Nokia is holding an event in all places, Dubai, uh, on October 22nd. It will be streamed live online if you want to get up at 4 a.m. Eastern to watch it. And I'm not making that up. <laughs> uh, that means it's 1 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> That's, like, not an un- a completely unreasonable time so, to stay. Colby... Sounds like you're volunteering to watch this live. Yeah, you're gonna us. you're gonna cover it live. I guess. I guess I have. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I guess we can talk about what they're going to announce. Um, the again, these are all re- leaks and rumors, but we'll start with what we assume to be true, and that, of course, the first being the Lumia 1520 codename Bandit. This is their answer to the phablet. Uh, this is a 6-inch 1080p screen, um, and there you can see, if I can stop it from scrolling, uh, there you can see a render uh, or a press shot of what they believe it to look like, kind of like every other Nokia phone, just bigger. But you will notice the bigger screen does allow you to have these four tiles uh, four tiles long. Uh, let's see. Qualcomm Snapdragon, uh, and would put it right up against the S4 and the Note 3. Uh, the perhaps bigger announcement is the 2520, codename Cirrus, and this is their Windows RT tablet, which is going to launch in conjunction with 8.1, obviously, as we talked about, uh, and it's going to be a 10-inch, 1080p tablet running a quad-core Qualcomm Snapdragon. <laughs> Uh, I say that ten times fast. I I couldn't even say it once, really. Um, <laughs> those are the big highlights. The other things they're announcing is a new five-inch phone uh, for Verizon, which they haven't uh, had a phone for Verizon in a while. Um, although it may have a 20-megapixel camera, they're also going to do a uh, a cheaper Lumia, the 525, and a new Asha phone. Uh, but that probably won't come to the U.S. What I wanted to talk about was this idea of a 10-inch 1080p 
Windows RT, tablet by Nokia. Does that get anyone excited? I think they look really cool. Yeah. Nokia does good industrial design. Yeah. I've never actually held one, to be fair, so it could, like, not be nice in real life. But I guess the question is, you know, Microsoft up to this point hasn't had a lot of partners making RT tablets. Yeah. Um, so the the and really the only 10 inch RT tablet that's been around has been the Surface. There's been one or two others, but that have those have barely sold. The problem I have with this is I don't know why I would want a 10 inch RT tablet when a seven or eight inch makes way more sense to me. Why so? Because of the app problem. I've talked about this on the show before, and it has not gotten any better there are still not enough apps for the Windows Store. Now, that's fine on an Intel-based computer, because you obviously have all the traditional Windows uh, applications, but on an RT tablet, all you can use is what's in the Metro Windows Store. Oh, oh, interesting. Which, oh, right, I knew that. For And it does come with Office, which is nice, but on 10 inches, that's a little more of a productivity machine. Versus a 7 or 8 inch, which for me, I have a Kindle Fire. That's that, I don't know what those are, 7 or 8 inches. And and all I do on it is read books, watch video, and maybe a little web browsing, and that's it. And I, that makes sense at 7 to 8 inches. And it makes sense with RT because you can do that through apps and a web browser. Those apps are there. There's Netflix, and there's Hulu, and there's Kindle, and there's Nook. But I don't understand the appeal, unless they're priced crazy cheap, I don't understand why you would do a 10-inch RT tablet. Am I crazy? I mean, I think it, like, the regular, the iPad, the regular size, the iPad Megas, (laughs) right? Those are... Which they should totally call it that. Let's be honest. <laughs> Probably. Maybe. Maybe the next one. Not. Not to skip ahead in our timeline of events, but. Um, I mean, I think there's a certain market for that. I don't know. I. I don't. I. I what I don't know is like whether Windows fill the, like Windows fills that market. Um, and like you said, like. The app problem's a problem. I don't... Maybe... I, I don't know, man. Does, did, so, did the RT tablets, do they run, like... Do the apps all work? Like, are they cross-compatible? Like, if you yeah. write, a, write a Metro app for Windows 8, does it work on the RT tablets? Yeah, that's the that's the advantage is that it, you write it once and it'll work on both. The the Does problem it work on the phone too? exactly, and that's the rumor of where Microsoft. That's why 8.1 on the phone is taking so long is they eventually do want to create one app store to work across uh, all the different platforms. Mm-hmm. So, but as of right now, no. Uh, I you know I I don't believe it's like you have to start from scratch, but it is quite a process. But they it is the same between uh, 8.1 and 8.1 RT. Hmm. So, I don't know. I mean, it'll be yeah. I would try. I don't know. I've never, I don't think I've ever used the Surface in any or like I've used Windows 8 on like a touch laptop, but I've never used it like in a tablet form factor. So I don't know. 
Yeah, you did. That one time we tried to turn one off. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. You um, tried to turn it off? You couldn't? It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't a tablet. That was like one of those one of those laptops with the flippy around screen. Like. Oh, you're right, you're right. Never um, mind. So I, I've never had like, like that. Well, we'll have know. to see. I've never held it in my hands, like cradled it, like, <laughs> like, like a... Well, you know, if anyone can come out with an with an awesome tablet, I think it could be Nokia. But then again, who in the U.S. really gives a damn about Nokia? So and Nokia made tablets before. Um, nothing at ten inch. I know mm-hmm. that for a fact. They may have done a seven inch once, but in general, I don't think they've ever done tablets. Cool. So, they did a right. netbook once. And they made those old cool pre-smartphone things that didn't have phones in them that were mm-hmm. awesome. Oh, yeah. Cool. So, I mean, I feel like maybe it's interesting from that aspect, too. Like, this is Nokia's first real uh, venture into the tablet game. Yeah, and I one of the biggest props they get from reviewers is the, the design and quality of the hardware they build. Yeah. Um, is usually something they, they get a lot of credit for. So if they can bring that to this tablet, um, I think that's a huge selling feature. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I think that's a huge selling feature for the iPad, right? Because it's like, yeah, you know, nothing nothing feels like an iPad. No, quality and design plays a big factor in all of these decisions uh, when it comes to tablets. And you know, for as nice as the Nexus Seven or the Kindle Fire is, I, you know, you still hold an iPad and you still it still feels better somehow. Um, so mm-hmm. hopefully they can capture that. Um, But speaking of Apple, on the 22nd, of course, so I I do want to point out for the record that Nokia had this event date picked out way back (laughs) in the beginning of September, but Apple decided this, well, actually, it hasn't officially been announced, but it has been uh, confirmed by several sources. Uh, Apple is also going to hold an event on Tuesday the 22nd. we knew for a long time there was going to be a second partner event in conjunction with last month's uh, iPhone event, and it looks like it's going to happen on the 22nd. It is going to cover updates to the iPads, the new Mac Pro, and OS X Mavericks. Um, so let's talk about what's rumored to be new on the iPad, because if we don't talk Apple rumors, it's not an episode of Don't Panic. Um sure. The fifth-generation iPad is expected to feature a thinner, lighter design similar to the Mini, uh, an improved camera. It's expected to run the new 64-bit A7 chip. Uh, The iPad Mini will be upgraded with a Retina display that everyone's been waiting for, and the A7 as well. Um, It is rumored that at least one of the two will contain the Touch ID fingerprint uh, sensor. Um... And that's mostly it for the new iPads, and we know everything about the Mac Pro and OS X Mavericks. Um, I mean, we don't know everything about the Mac Pro. <laughs> yeah. How much well, will it cost? Well, oh, that's true. All, really, all I want for Christmas is OS X Mavericks. So. <laughs> no. All right. See, it's funny. You guys, the announcement is not. Never mind. You're stuck with Lion or whatever we have now. See, you guys asked me the Windows questions, so I'm going to ask you the Mac questions. Okay. Because I don't know anything about Mac. Uh, 
when I saw the original, when I saw the OSX Mavericks announcement at WWDC, I was like, it just seems like they added a couple tagging and a few, you know, screens and just a few multiple features. Multiple desktop, Sean. Multiple desktop, which hey, it's an important feature. I'm not gonna disagree, but overall, it didn't. Want. It didn't seem like something that you need to like get like clicking refresh <laughs> twenty times at midnight waiting for the update. But am I wrong? Is it increase the productivity of the entirety of Silicon Valley? By <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! So 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 it is that big of a deal? No, it's not really that big of a deal. It's a big it's deal not. for people who have multiple monitors, which is which is a pretty small portion of the population. <laughs> yeah, we are biased for in that us. way. It 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 always like I'm surprised it didn't happen sooner because I feel like that's a lot of people at Apple too. You would think, right? I mean, I don't maybe maybe not. But I think they all had the 27-inch displays since like 2004, and so they right. haven't they haven't ever had a need for two monitors. What? Why have two monitors when you have one 27-inch monitor? <laughs> I don't know. A bunch of people I work with have two 27-inch ones. And do they have standing <laughs> desks too? I think it's just crazy. What do you have against standing desks, Sean? It sounds like you had a note of sarcasm in your voice there. Oh my god, you guys. I got a standing desk. I used it for the first time today. It was... It changed my life. It felt so good. The key is being able to transition from a standing desk to a sitting desk whenever you want to. Exactly. That's... It's one of those adjustable ones. Nice. Is it programmable? Uh, Maybe. I haven't figured it out. I just... (laughs) I, I, it might be, which would be especially cool, but like that's awesome. Anyway, Sean, standing desk, do you uh, like those? You know, for the rest of us normal Americans with our regular desks, uh, I I am Joe Everyman here, um, <laughs> with my chair and desk. Uh, I don't even have a desk. I'm doing this show at my kitchen table. Um, but yes, no, sitting desks, uh, standing desks, I don't, I don't get it, but then again, I didn't get it when everyone was sitting on the yoga balls, and that became a thing, so, what do I know? Uh, so, uh, I guess it is a big deal, so we're gonna wait and see, uh, on the 22nd, do you guys have any thoughts on the, uh, the Apple announcement? We're just excited like we are for every Apple announcement. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm usually excited. I hope they surprise us. Like, I feel like the last announcement was, like, everything that was rumored to happen and nothing crazy. So do you guys have any uh, any guesses for what crazy uh, stuff they may announce? Any, anyone want to guess the surprise, if there is one? Mm, I don't think there's going to be a surprise. I, I, I'm willing to venture a surprise. What What's would that? your surprise be? I'm going to say that... Smartwatch. No, I Apple TV. No, uh, <laughs> no, come on. Uh, something practical, but I think this could happen. So every fall, Apple, well, at least last fall, Apple refreshed everything, top to bottom, mm. did the whole thing. What's the one thing nobody's talked about? iMac and Mac Mini. They need Haswell updates, right? Yeah. Now they could just roll them out into the store and say, "Here you go." Which they usually do, right? Right. Ready? Here you go. This is this is my big, big bold prediction. All right. Apple updates the iMacs with the new, and then they say, oh, and by the way, just like a couple years ago when they did the Magic Trackpad, they're going to say we're going to do a new keyboard with a fingerprint sensor built in. Interesting. 
That that is my idea. And then next year we see the fingerprint integrated into the MacBooks because they just did MacBooks, so they're not going to do them again. That's cool. I would I would I would probably buy into that. For my like for my personal computer, that'd be super nice. Because if yeah. there's one. If there's one thing Apple loves to do, it's spread it across the line. Like, when they did Lightning, they did Lightning on everything. And with the 64-bit A7 chip, on everything. So I wouldn't be surprised if they do... And we've talked about this, integrating it with Keychain and... Um, yeah. And that could be an OS X Maverick surprise. Yeah. I think, um, I think there's a certain appeal to Mac Minis, too. Like, like they're pretty cheap, and, like, you know, for a decent enough computer, like, and they're tiny, which is nice. Like, I like not having a desktop because it doesn't take up any space. But like, your laptop still takes up space on your desk. Um, and honestly, my laptop probably takes up more space than a Mac Mini would. So, I don't know. It's very versatile, and it's something I don't think Windows has really even been able to match. One of those rare areas that they don't compete head-to-head. There really isn't a Windows equivalent of that really yeah. small but powerful... I mean, people use those for server farms, and they use them for media centers, and they... I mean, they're so versatile that I think it's a great product for them to have, so... I agree. Uh, we will have to wait and see. I, I want the Mac Pro to be under $2,000. No, you're out of your mind. Eighteen hundred. That's no. Maybe, maybe exactly two thousand dollars. It's not going to be. It's they do. I know. I, but they've done estimates on the parts, and they said in parts alone, it's like three grand. What? Well, once you factor in all those uh, Xeon chips and all the DDR8 uh, memory or whatever they're putting in there, and like uh, they just, in parts alone. I don't understand. What do you need one of those for when you can just use like Amazon and and have a gigantic But it looks so cool, Colby. <laughs> it, it looks look so cool. cool. Do what everyone it. else is doing and just buy a little black trash can. <laughs> and put and put like a little <laughs> fan in the top of it and no one will know. <laughs> I have one. I have one right. You got Whoa, <laughs> Colby, is that the new Mac Pro? <laughs> I thought you were under NDA. You can't talk about that. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Done. Okay, well, that's it for Colby. Uh, he's just been sued by Apple. No, <laughs> all right. NSA crashes through my windows. <laughs> um, who put the uh, international T-Mobile international story in the Me. Rundown? Okay, talk, talk about this, because I actually think this is... I think what T-Mobile's doing is really interesting. Yeah, uh, so... Between all they, the stuff, but this too. What did it start with? Did it start... It's What did they start that was... It started with it started um, with unlimited everything, quote unquote, yeah. in the US, right? And then they eliminated then they, contracts, right? Uh, and now, uh, <clears throat> I guess you have unlimited data and unlimited text messaging anywhere in the world, where well, you have team where T-Mobile has a presence. I believe what it is is that your your plan remains the same when you go international, but there used to be an extra fee, an international roaming rate. Instead, they've eliminated those for data and text messages. Calling rates are twenty cents a minute. That's interesting. Yeah. Calling seems like the lowest tech 
component, but and and with unlimited, assuming you have unlimited data and there's no additional fee, you could just do a VoIP, you know, FaceTime audio or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all you wanted to do. That's true. It makes it makes uh, T-Mobile pretty attractive. I just want I want to support them. Yeah, they're so, they're doing such the right thing. I was I was actually looking. Um, so. I'm also considering like switching off my family's cell phone plans since I'm adult an adult with a job now. <laughs> since you're um, adult. Yeah, and I did I did like I I laid out I had four browser tabs and I went through the flow of to checking out of you know buying a phone and getting a plan and everything. Mm -hmm. um, and T-Mobile's was the cheapest by far of like relatively comparable. They weren't they aren't all exactly comparable cuz the the data increments on the different carriers are totally right. different. Like T-Mobile has like a 2.5 and or unlimited and then like AT&T has 3 or I don't know, 6 or something and then Verizon's like 500 megabytes or 4 gigabytes or but um, T-Mobile was like $82 a month with the smartphone subsidy. Uh, AT&T was 89 Verizon was 100 and Sprint was like $110. Um, mm -hmm. So I was, I was pretty impressed with that because uh, I feel like under $100, I can feel good about paying for myself. Um, one thing I... I I couldn't decide if it'd be worth the unlimited data is a little bit is more I think it was maybe twenty dollars more a month. Mm -hmm. Um, which would put me over. But what they, they also do, they have their their device subsidies are very like I don't think anyone else does it this way, but you, you pay um it's like it's works like the other carriers, right? So so the iPhone five S you pay a hundred dollars down. Um, and then, but your your subsidy is is like a part of your bill, so like an itemized part of your bill. So for two years, for twenty four months, you pay an extra twenty two dollars on your bill. Um, and then if you cancel, if you stop playing your paying your plan because they don't have contracts, right? It's just a month to month thing from T Mobile. Um, you're just responsible for the remaining part of your subsidy, and that instead of having like a cancellation fee of a gajillion dollars, like you do uh, with AT and T or Verizon, you just pay pay off the rest of your phone, and then you have the phone. Um, so I thought that was really interesting too. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I I'm curious, uh, and I don't know if you guys know. I just happen to know because I just happen to be looking at the other day. How, do you guys know how much data you use each month? Out of curiosity. So, so I've I've like on and off looked, and I I well I take that back. I looked a couple times while we were still in college, and I used to use like around two gigs. Generally, under once in a while, I would go over. Um, I. I, I sort of assume it's more now, but I really have no idea. I use it much less now because I'm either at work or I'm at home most of the time, and I'm on oh. Wi-Fi in both of those places. So, yeah. I'm actually, also, we have, like, Wi-Fi on our shuttle, so I'm almost <laughs> never on cellular data. Yeah, so you probably use it less than you think. 
I was really surprised because I was worried my uh, the contract is up for renewal in March or April, and I'm on unlimited Verizon grandfathered in now, but I'll lose it. Um, mm. And I was worried, and I only used like 500, 700 megabytes a month. Wow. Because I am constantly on Wi-Fi. Yeah, your first Amazon or uh, Netflix stream or iTunes stream, though, and now suddenly you've doubled that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, that's the one thing. Sometimes on the train or something, I'll stream Spotify. Um, and I feel like that's like that's the only thing I'd actually use a, a chunk of data for. Uh, but, like, the overages are... They're really not terrible, like... I mean, it's a lot, it's a, sure, if you go 10 megabytes over it, like, you pay per gigabyte, so, like, I think if you go over, you pay 15 bucks, but, like, if you go over a bunch, you're not going to pay a million dollars, it's, like, you know, 15 bucks a gigabyte, so. Yeah. All right. Not the end of the world. Well, I was just curious, you'll have to keep us uh, up to date with what you do, I'm curious. Yeah, I think uh, I might do it. I do, I want to check out, like, Check out my data usage since I I moved out here, and see what see what that's like because that's like a big factor. Because but if I'm if I'm within the two two and a half gigs, which I I expect to be, um, I would be surprised if I wasn't. Then yeah. I'm totally fine with that. Yeah, I I always like to keep tabs when people are looking to either switch carriers or switch phone operating systems, just because it's... It, a cell phone is kind of a big commitment if you think about it. I mean, it's a big ticket really item. Is, yeah. You use it all the time, every day. Um, depending on, you might be locked into a two-year contract, so you can't even change if you want to. Um, so I'm always interested when uh, when people do that. So. Ooh, wait. One more thing about the Apple announcement. Yes. What about Retina MacBook Airs? No. 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 I would say I would say no. That no. would be crazy. The the that only would be super annoying because then I'd have to get a new MacBook Air. <laughs> yeah, me too. The only yeah. thing Apple loves more than their pretty displays is battery life, and I just don't think I don't think they can yeah. get enough juice out of that. I that yeah, would be a surprise to me. Doesn't I mean even the the thirteen inch. MacBook Pros with the retinas, don't they have perf problems sometimes? Because it's just like too many yeah. pixels for the. But the, the Haswell. Unlimited hardware. But, but Moore's Law, help us. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe I, well, next I think year. like that means like we got another year before usable 13 inches, and then <sighs> probably another year before MacBook Air. Just next year, Dan. Just keep hanging in there. One of these, you know, they kept saying, "When are we going to get Retina Mini? When are we going to get Retina Mini? When are we going to get Retina Mini?" Well, you know, you just wait long enough, and eventually they'll do it. Yeah. Uh, so on that sad note, <laughs> we are going to move on to our picks this week, and I am going to start with uh, Dan Miller this week. I think hey. would be a good place to start with something that is extremely confusing and I would like to know what this is because I like the name but I don't know what they do so uh, <laughs> tell me about Cloudflare okay so let me sit down and let Uncle Dan spin you a yarn about the internet uh, so a lot of websites get a lot of traffic but uh, they don't 
have, and so there's this thing called the speed of light, and the speed of light kind of sucks because it takes time to travel places, like things, and if your website is like physically in New Jersey, and someone's trying to look at it from Australia, they're kind of rate limited by the speed of light going to New Jersey and back possibly multiple times. So, and, but not all companies have, or, you know, people have the money to put their website in multiple physical locations. So there's these wonderful things called CDNs, Content Delivery Networks. And I was always under the impression that they cost money, possibly lots of money. Uh, but it turns out that's not true, at least for this one called Cloudflare, which is pretty awesome. So you can get sign up for a free Cloudflare account, and you I'm sure there's some limits, and eventually you'd have to pay. But if you're just trying to make your website faster or uh, mitigate... Uh, you know, these DDoS attacks and things like that. Add some nice caching, some nice DNS stuff. If you have your own website, you host a blog, it's really easy to set up. You just uh, edit your name server, your DNS entries in your little uh, wherever you've registered your domain. And so instead of pointing to like uh, mywebsite.com, it points to my website dot cloudflare.com and then they like transparently proxy it through so you go to mywebsite.com but it actually goes through Cloudflare and then Cloudflare just automatically handles all of this caching and distributing your static stuff throughout the world super awesome and no one can just like aim their botnet down at your website and take it down just for fun <coughs> github uh <laughs> Just kidding, GitHub has a bigger problems that even Cloudflare can solve. But it's free, so why not? Uh, so my pick this week is Cloudflare.com for your website. Um, can I Cloudflare just wants to sponsor us for this, by the way. Totally cool. What? <laughs> I said if oh. Cloudflare wants to sponsor us for uh, that pick, yeah. it's... Uh, um, I was ju I was just gonna say that my my mind is totally blown. I didn't know that was something that could be free at all. Yeah, I didn't know either. I thought it would be like you know you had like a contract and uh, account yeah. executive and but no, <laughs> exactly <laughs> for them. Neat. All right, uh, Colby, why don't you Sean talk to it. us? No, I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. But it sounds it, it's free, so you can't beat free. It's free performance boost for your website, Sean. There, you, see, you should just said that, Dan. Come on. Sorry. Uh, I, I heard DNS and I fell asleep. Um, <laughs> so uh, let let's talk about something I can handle: uh, liquid refreshment. Uh, Colby, what what is your pick this week? Liquid refreshment. So I I was as as the two of you know, I was having trouble like 45 minutes ago or an hour ago coming up with a pick. I don't know. I just haven't used any new apps or anything this week. Uh, it's all been the same. <laughs> and I was looking frantically searching for inspiration, and then I took a sip of this wonderful beverage that I had here on my desk, and I was like, I just have to share this with the world. Um, so I, I'm, 
So this is this is hint water, which basically it's just water. Um, it has zero calories, and uh, uh, according to the the label, there's literally nothing in it. So I don't know how it tastes good, but it's like flavored with natural fruit extracts or something. It's I'm I'm sorry to to quote the label. It's unsweetened essence water, um, which which. <laughs> Sounds really douchey, but like it tastes super good. Like it tastes like water with some fruit in it. Um, and I drink. We have these at work, and I drink like four a day. I'm so well hydrated, and it tastes wonderful. And it's more refreshing than regular. It's 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 more exotic than regular water. Um, it tastes good. Uh, so if you ever see it around, definitely grab one. They have like they have watermelon, which is a weird flavor, um, I think. Uh, but they also have my favorite is mango grapefruit, and they also have black raspberry, which is pretty good too, um, or blackberry. I don't know. It's 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 looks like a raspberry and it's black. <laughs> uh, but caveat being that I've only ever seen hint water at tech companies in the fridges. So I, I don't know, maybe it's not available elsewhere. But keep your eyes peeled. I did a um, search and you can buy it in stores in Manhattan at least, so Dwayne yes. Reed carries it. So Dwayne it's at Reed least somewhat pedestrian. <laughs> I always thought cool. Dwayne Reed yeah. was weird. Like why are they only in New York City? I've never why? seen one anywhere else. Why would you ever need really, to be anywhere I really else? Like the, I love that the initials are DR though, and it's a pharmacy and like. Oh, I never thought about I, that till right now. Yeah, I noticed that was the first thing I noticed when I went to New York City that that this place was <laughs> DR. I didn't even know it was a thing until that day. It was like four years ago. I remember it specifically. And this is why Colby gets the fancy water, and I, and I've got my stolen Sedexo mug. Um. All right. Well, that's uh, drinkhint.com. Uh, for more information, uh, outstanding, tasty water. Um, I actually have a real pick this week, unlike my last couple, which were like fake picks. Um, <laughs> but it's really funny because before I, I get into my pick, I just want to point out, so I went to the company's website uh, as you guys to, to get set up here, and this came up. So don't go there because their website is apparently if only they were down. using Cloudflare and caching their static assets. I don't, I don't know. Maybe our show is so popular we sent all our viewers there and they crashed it. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. But the service is SquadMail, S-Q-U-A-D, mail.com. Uh, and I bring it up because they just went out of beta. But they kind of promised this idea of shared email. So have you ever had an email uh, you wanted to share with someone else and... You didn't want to forward it to them, but you just kind of want them to be in the loop. You know, when you have to, like, CC 20 people on the same thing and you just wish you could all just share it. That's what Squadmail does. So right now, they have a brand new Chrome extension, uh, which is what I'm highlighting, but I'll explain in a second. They do other stuff. But this uh, Chrome extension, what it does is you hook it up with your Google account, and it has access to your Gmail, and you signify a certain label or folder. And... Any mail you put in that label or folder will be able to be seen in other people's Gmails, labels, and folders by people whose Google accounts you allow, um, creating a social shared aspect. 
Um, it's apparently really easy to set up. You can also automatically sync attachments to Dropbox. You can send an email directly to the group because uh, Squadmail creates a dedicated email for that label. So if you send it to the label's email, it will go to the label with everybody who's attached. Um, and it's free. Uh, so when their website's working, you can also use it through their website. It works with any IMAP email service, including Gmail, though the, the uh, Chrome extension seems the way to go. Um, and uh, it just seems like a really cool way for social email, which is something I haven't seen before. Um, and they still have a broken website. So uh, <laughs> if you're looking for a cool way, if you're working on a project or something or looking for a cool way to share uh, a certain set of emails with a group of people and everyone can see them as they come in, uh, check out squadmail.com. And I'm sure you can still download the Chrome extension despite their website being down. So Don't check it out right now. But don't. Yeah, just later. wait. It's fine. It'll, it'll, it'll hopefully be there later. I, I make no commitments. So <laughs> uh, uh, that is my pick this week. Very good, cool. very good, very good. Okay, gentlemen, uh, any remaining thoughts you want to leave us with this week? Don't panic. Don't. Dan, Dan, Dan's had a little too much wine. <laughs> He's like, don't panic. Uh, no. going to be okay. <laughs> That's right. We, 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 we're here... And we're having fun, and uh, and we certainly appreciate everyone out there for joining us. Uh, again, every single Monday night, right here on the internets, uh, 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific at don'tpanic.io. Uh, you definitely should join us live. It's a lot of fun. But if you can't, subscribe to us on iTunes, or I will say our RSS feed is on the website. So if you are not, if you love using the Xbox Music app which no one does. But if you do, uh, you can subscribe to us using our RSS feed that was so wonderfully set up by the nerds uh, I get to do the show with every week. So <laughs> That was, uh, that was derogatory, Mr. Shannon. I meant that in the nicest way possible. I love nerds. <laughs> I, I rep for nerds, man, I'll tell you. Uh, so definitely subscribe to us uh, and facebook.com slash don'tpanicshow. Uh, thanks to everyone out there for watching, but I guess we'll we'll end the show. Oh, and I did not mention, I'm wearing my Patriots jersey this week. Tom Brady, uh, come from behind victory in the last seconds, throwing the touchdown, upsetting the, the 5-0 and Saints, sending them to 5-1. and So there you go, athletes. All, all the people who listen to the show who are big sports fans. <laughs> there you go. Go team. Like all right. <laughs> That was the least convincing thing I've ever heard. Colby's just like, I like sports. I, I, I like the sports. I do. I like them. Don't hate, man. Don't hate. I, I only love Colby. Uh, all right. Well, <laughs> on that wonderful note, we will end it uh, by simply saying, relax, take a deep breath, don't panic. We'll see you next week with all the fantastic tech goodness. But until then, good night. <laughs>